0: Two weeks from today, we will be a few days into the brand new year and a few days into our spiritual focus for 2023. Now, this morning, we are looking forward to connecting with one of our own teammates about the impact God's Word can have in our lives. Jessica Hutt serves with Activate Global, My Bridge to the Nations, and she has seen firsthand how the Scriptures can impact the life. Jessica, it's good to have you back
1: with us on The Morning Conversation.
0: I love being here. This is great.
1: Well, we love having you as well. So, on the team and uh, on the morning conversation today. Alright, so we're finishing up 2022 here, right? And we're getting ready to head into 2023. Crazy. Right? Yeah, so some may be thinking about kind of goals for the year as they look forward ahead. So, one thing that we're excited about here at MyBridge Radio, but every year, we have some type of spiritual focus, kind of a goal that we put forth and invite the My Radio family to be a part of. And uh, so, this year, we're inviting the MyBridge family to build. We're encouraging, challenging, inspiring hopefully, all in the Maverick Radio family who haven't done this yet to build the habit of daily time with God in his word. We're calling it Daily 20 in 23. Right. Twenty twenty three, kind of catchy, right? Ah, <laughs> uh,
0: daily 20, and 23, got yeah. it, yeah.
1: clever, yeah. I like so, it. <laughs> so 20 minutes every day in 23. Just talk about you, first of all, so you spend time with God on a daily basis. You haven't always done that, but I don't know if you can bring us all the way back to the beginning, like when you very, very first started, what got you started spending that time with God on a regular basis?
0: I being in middle school, loving the word, but it wasn't a consistent part of my life. Now, when I was in college, I had a pretty radical surrender where I literally relinquished, control of my life, received the gift of the gospel, and my life was shifted. And at first, my daily reading was a pure hunger. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I was like, I need to know more of this Jesus that just picked me up out of this pit That's and great. like placed me on solid ground. Like literally God totally saw me despite what I had done was like, I've chose you anyway. And and not because of you being enough, you know, and that just moved me. And so I just like this love, this hunger for the word. And that was kind of where it started for me. Now, that's not always been, you know, every day since, Um, but that started, I just appreciate the the grace of God to, you know, put the Holy Spirit in me to create that hunger that created some initial habits. Um, So that's kind of where it all started for me. It was just this Desperate
1: desire. A phrase I was kind of thinking about, Jessica, is that which was done instinctively on the front end has to be done intentionally after you get married. And there's some of that that's true in our spiritual lives, right? Like I came to know Jesus and like this love was just amazing that I was experiencing from him. Got into God's word, uh, but that doesn't carry you through all the way through. As you kind of think back to even maybe your life and some of that transition of going from just pure instinctiveness to more intentionality. What's helped you along the way?
0: You know, it almost is subtle. Hmm. You know, you're you're articulating something so clearly that I felt that I didn't know to articulate. Absolutely. And I was showing up every day with the Lord because out of just pure relationship, you know, and I think at some point, you know, I think there's a danger in a certain degree of understanding. At a certain place, I was like, I think I've got it. I don't know. And it stopped being like this imminent need. Like, I need to know this. I know nothing. I'm so excited. Yeah. Right. And more of that emotional response instinctively to God, I trust you and your word is truth. And I need a north star, like I need a compass, I need a grounding. Something I say now as I've continued to walk with the Lord is the more that I know, the less that I know. It's a broader storyline of scripture, done some more deep study, like all these different varieties and variations. And, and I think what's kept the word so alive to me is just the Lord's my friend. He's a father, but he's a friend. And I want to be with him because he wants to be with me. At some point, it shifted in me when I started, unfortunately, viewing it like God was you know, up there just looking down at me with a magnifying glass, going, Are you checking in? Like, you know, and I started viewing the father like a friend. Like, I'm so willing and available and accessible through my word that you have in your language that you understand, or maybe even one that you prefer. Um, So sit with me and enjoy time with me. And so I think a part of my transition was, was honestly the way I viewed God and the way that I viewed that time as being a gift and a blessing and his wanting to be with me as well. And then there was some practical stuff, right? Like, how do I do this? Like when you get through some of those initial times, it became more even a practical end for me of, of things I needed to put in place. So that when i was sitting down i wasn't thinking as much about what to read or how to read but then i could focus on the relationship that was being cultivated what the lord was really saying to me through his word
1: jessica i, I remember just kind of walking through a season in my own life where i was just kind of processing like what's the motivation that to spend time with god outside of just pure disciplines that lead me to more naturally spend time and want to spend time with God and the thing that came down to me was a one of two and a mixture of two things. And we've already talked about those this morning, really. One is love and the other one is need. If we are having a a hard time spending time with God on a regular basis, we have to look at those two things and go, okay, how's my love? Let's talk about love first. You got that boy or that girl that you (laughs) like are in love with. You don't have to discipline yourself to spend time with that person, right? You look forward to it. We make the time and we make it work and we don't say it's a discipline, right? We say it's this lover relationship. So yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts.
0: That's profound because we kind of start approaching God or something like He like needs us to to Mm. do something. And I think that that we like view God differently than obviously we're never great at completely Mm. aligning our thoughts to to who God is Mm. right. Like because he's so magnificent, so far beyond Like you said, the Lord has rescued us. He's our rescuer, a friend, a redeemer. Like he breathed us into existence, Mm. like his affections all over us. I think Mm. I heard a pastor say once, like he didn't make a person he didn't love. If our view of God is right, therefore he made us because he intended to, because he just wanted to, Mm. like he didn't need to. And that's the friend and the father that we have in him. So when we come to him, it's like we can be expectant. We can pour our hearts out. Even, Last week, I was just pouring my heart out to God, just a broken state of surrender. And I was like, I needed to quit acting like approaching him. Like I needed to have it all together in my quiet time. (laughs) And instead of just even, you know, doing my regular routine, I just was like, father, like this is what I'm feeling and this is what's going on. And it's like, as if he didn't already know. Right. But still there was that connection. I think we we sometimes start viewing God, like we view ourselves, which isn't good hmm. um, instead of viewing our God, like he, who He is. And so we get afraid, right? We get afraid to come to Him. And there's just not shame in Him, in the gospel. It's eliminated. He has this affection for us. It's drawing us to Him. I think if we truly knew and spent more time thinking about who God is, we would be running to Him in our time set apart. We wouldn't be hesitating. We wouldn't be dragging our feet a little bit or feeling a a sense of shame around it. We would feel in anticipation because he loves us, but he also likes us.
1: Jessica, you said uh, you kind of pour out your heart to God and you're like, well, he already knew that. But, but, you know, I thought about that a number of years ago. I was kind of chewing on that whole reality of like, why do I need to talk to God about or tell God about stuff that he already knows? And uh, the thought that came to me was like, no, there's this, that would be like, okay, if I had access to your journal. Right. So mm-hmm. and you were you poured in your heart out and, and I could read it. That's a different experience. So then I, I just knew stuff about you that you never told me. We never interacted around it, but I knew it. I knew all the things that you would have told me. That's a different experience than you and I talking about it. You and I interacting relationally about it. I mean, I, yes. I just, that kind of unlocked something for me. before going, okay, it's not about just God knowing; it's about God engaging, and me engaging God wow. in the things that, yes, He knows it, but that's a different experience with God, right?
0: Absolutely, Stan. Because we just like you're talking about the relationship, like a spouse or a good friend. It's like you're it's it's a two way street. Right. right? It's an interaction. It's not just a blah, like a one way communication. Mm-hmm. It's actually a communication which adds value which shows I'm seen by you you're seen by me there's this vulnerability this intimacy that happens through the exchange of the two way Um, and, and we come to God like do Are we waiting on him to, to have that two-way communication? And his word is his word, mm. you know, like it is his words to us. And he highlights things and prompts things, stirs things that we can, um, that we so clearly see through his word that is his two-way. Mm. And so I think that we sometimes... Forget that. You know that it's not exactly what you're saying because that two way creates a dynamic of a relationship that can you imagine if you're in a relationship only one person right, ever talks talking, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah there's not much there.
1: So Jessica we were talking uh, the last few moments about uh, this love motivation for spending time with God on a daily basis, right? So let's talk about the need side, right? So love can draws us naturally to God, right? And, but then also need us because again, a lot of times we we think to ourselves and maybe out loud to other people I'm just not disciplined I'm not strong enough spiritually to get that spiritual time with God on a regular basis I go what I've realized is no the issue isn't that you're not strong enough the issue is that you're not weak enough mm-hmm. yeah you have not recognized your need of God and have that naturally draw you to him on a, on a daily basis right so the more we recognize that we need him we go to him right so going going into my day without spending time with God and I'm pointing the finger at me, right? So is to declare, God, I don't need, I got today handled, right? Don't yeah. don't necessarily need you today.
0: Man, that's so true. Because I think we're we're living in a society that would err on the side of humanism, right? Like we're here for the best human experience. Like you don't have any need. You're sufficient in and of yourself. I think as a Christian, we recognize like, I don't have everything God's word said, blessed are the poor in spirit for they will see God. The people who are broken and humble in heart, who who recognize that me in and of myself actually isn't enough. And that's not the problem. That's like the answer. Like that's the gospel that positions us to come to the father because he's so sufficient. And he, if he wanted to design us in a way that we would have been completely sufficient of ourselves, he very well could have done that, Mm -hmm. but he knew it was within our best interest to be close to him because he is the life giver. He has unending access to, to everything. And so he's like, Hey, You know, whether it's hope that we need in a season or perspective or wisdom, like you said, or joy, how do I access your joy when everything around me just feels really dark? Like all of these things, you know, we can avoid God really. I don't want to just be coming to you with my needs. And it's like, no, I need you for everything. Literally. I think that we refuse to acknowledge, even my my brother-in-law, Joey, he talks about how he's like, I look at my hand and I just think, why is my finger moving when I Hmm. want it to? Like, that's a God. Like, He so uniquely designed us that even if we refuse to acknowledge our need, we still need Him. Mm-hmm. Like the need is so deep. Mm -hmm. So when we even start to acknowledge it and it draws us to him, there's this intimacy that comes from that need.
1: Jessica, you serve with Activate Global, My Bridge to the Nations. You are daily very aware of what life is like for those who live in areas of the world that are unreached with the gospel, that they don't have the word of God accessible to them. What's that like to either not have access to the word of God in your own language, or you don't have the education to even read a Bible?
0: This uh, plucks a few heartstrings Mm. for me, Stan, because there are today 3,617 languages that are in need of Bible translation, 125 million people who don't have a single word of scripture in their language. Scripture is so unavailable to our deaf brothers and sisters around the world. Less than 2% of them know God and 90% struggle to read written language. Mm. The gravity of the accessibility of scripture to some and the inaccessibility to so many is really daunting. I was just in South Asia going from home to home and these different house churches that have been started. We've gone from one home church Fueled by an Activate Kingdom business seven years ago to now over a hundred we're going into these home churches and we're just scanning the room. We're asking the leaders, are people here literate? Some, right? So the ones who are standing up reading scripture to others and they're just so hungry. They don't have the practical ability. So they're teaching them oral Bible story lessons. See, and I'm not kidding you. We were in Brindy's house fellowship suite leader in this area they have i'm not saying nothing but they have very very little hmm. they have a brick home with a dirt floor two rooms they're, they're packed full of people who are have stories of jesus just standing up one after the other telling their testimony of how they come to know the lord a resounding theme in this family is one they have this bible it is a treasured possession to wow. them they are like, this is our lifeline. We just sat there in this room, so humbled by their hospitality to us. And we were like, this is why the word is so transforming this place, because they have that level of need. And the word is it's so sufficient. And so many of these testimonies were people talking about, I felt a burden. And I heard someone share that Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Hmm. How did they know to say that? It's in his word. There was a minimum of five people of the same testimony mm-hmm. that we had just the ones we had heard from who responded to that portion of scripture though and became a follower of Jesus because they wanted Jesus to take their burdens and he did. Wow. Powerful, but it's so needed and it's not accessible to many people in the world.
1: Jessica, it's, it's interesting this morning to be able to engage you who you are, you are engaged with people who don't know Jesus didn't have access to the Bible, get the access to the Bible through God's grace and the faithfulness of his people to reach out to the unreached, like Activate Global. So share with us another story from the field about someone getting access to the gospel.
0: Yeah, it's totally, my mind is going to a story that I have to tell. So a a lifetime missionary moved to this part of Africa. They spend their whole life translating the Bible in this one language and we're serving God to reach this one people group. Hmm. They're spend their lifetime translating the Bible to their language so they could have access to scripture. But, um, according to, you know, what we've heard of this story, they didn't see even one person in their career as a missionary come to faith among this people group, but they finished the new Testament translation in this language. And then four years ago, We partnered with our friends at City for the Nations. We send frontier missionaries that are near-culture missionaries, so a bit more accepted, and, and God used that. Now, since then, this is a crazy story, and I don't have time to tell it all. Gospel sparks a movement among this people group and they were all of a sudden right they had a need and a desire and a hunger for god's word because they're like this gospel's true they responded to it in faith and this hunger rises up in them to understand more about this god they're calling it the new way in the desert mm. and this bible was done and ready for them even printed and accessible locally because of the faithfulness and the stewardship of a calling a generation before wow. and they got it and we were you know seeing these bi- the language is so interesting looking and you're reading this and you're just like that is a crazy but bi- and like that is what God is using now i was sitting with the woman I'm from this people group who is illiterate she's not able to read it and she just sat with me going i want to read more of the word like my one desire will you please pray for me that God would miraculously give me the ability to read. And I was like, yes, I can believe God with that for you. But you can see like her desperation, her desire to understand and know the word of God, because she's like, this Jesus is transforming. I want to know more about him. Again, they're sharing Jesus stories and it's multiplying out. Um, but it's this, this simple desire and that Bible was ready for them. It was a God's time and God's provision, this people group in this time in history. And I just blew my mind because they were so ready for that scripture that God had prepared for them in advance.
1: So Jessica, we were talking earlier this morning about our spiritual focus for 2023 on MyBridge Radio, daily 20 and 23, right? 20 minutes every day in uh, the year 23. One of the things that we have found over the years is having a plan always works the best. We're going to do something different. We've been talking for years about the one-year Bible, which is awesome. We're going to encourage all of us to read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and if you read for about twenty minutes a day, about three chapters a day, you get through all four gospels in a month.
0: One of our field partners, they said, if we don't have a plan for making disciples, we're probably not planning on making disciples, mm. right? And that kind of caught with me and I have applied to that when you when you said that. If we don't have yes. a plan for reading, we may not be planning to actually read. Yes. So I love that you're helping us. I just think that plans diffuse some of the intensity. Uh, or intimidation, we'll say intimidation, then we can approach it and we already have the plan. So then we can open up the word and wait on the Lord Mm -hmm. and engage the word and engage the spirit through the word. And then we recap it and then we, we move and we flow with him. So I love that you're giving us a plan and the focus on the life of Christ is, wow. I think that that plan that you just shared, one is really cool. I didn't know that you could 20 minutes a day gets you through all four gospels in a month. I love that Mm -hmm. because like different people had a different experience and and perspective really on Mm -hmm. what was happening at that time. And so I think they're all really unique (laughs) and just like looking at them. But I think that that is really cool that we can get through all four in a month in 20 minutes a day. Like that's really doable. The life of Christ and zooming in on that, it's like, whoa, from what I'm hearing you say, you're calling us to almost a slowing down mm-hmm. instead of focusing. I, I got to get through this whole storyline of scripture and a lot of these big concepts and chew on these kind of things that I'm like, what? Um, Which is really good, right? We need that, that full picture. It's like, you're calling us to slow down and marinate on the life of Jesus. And it's like, I'm expectant. I want to do this. I'm like, I'm expectant that God is going to move in each person doing this to really transform us to the life to our lives to look more and reflect more on And the life of Christ. That's inspiring. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for pointing us to how God is at work around the world as people interact with the Scripture. What an important reminder of the gift that we have in so much access to God's Word in our language. Now, as we get ready to begin a new year, I know that you've encouraged many to consider reading the Gospels with us for 20 minutes a day in 23. And thanks so much for spending the morning with us. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun to engage around God's word.